What have we here, Bob? Uh, this is the new Sturgill Simpson. New Sturgill Simpson. Yep. This is uh, Welcome to Earth. He's going to save us all. He's going to save country <laughs> uh, music. I have not uh, heard this song. You say it's four and a half minutes long? Yes. It's worth every fucking second. Cheers. Hello, my son. Welcome to Earth. May not be my last, but you'll always be my first. Wish I'd done this ten years ago, but how could I know? How could I? Know? I told you. You got chicken skin over there, don't you? Told you. That the answer was so easy. I think they realized that he can carry a big room in an auditorium, oh, yeah. and that's why they're recording it big like that. Just wait. Just wait. That's a lot of reverb. I've been told you measure a man how much he That's some George Jones shit. Yes, it is. When yes, it I is. hold I treasure each moment I spend on this earth under heaven neighbor. Grandfather always said God's a fisher, and now I know the reason why. Here we go. Fuck N A. All is right with the world. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. Country music. We're gonna be all right. Somebody came along and saved us. Florida Georgia line is going this motherfucker. There's a '50s component here. Little Everly Brothers kind of thing. Don't you think? Damn, hot fucking damn. I told you. I told you before we started the song. You remember when country music uh, uh, went sort of Def Leppard? Oh, yeah. Look, he just went uh, Motown here. Yes, he did. Way better than going Def Leppard. Yes, he did. Get a boy. Oh. There is a lot of Motown in this album. A lot. 
man. What a great there you go. deal. It's a great fucking song. That is Robert a great Brown, fucking song. Brian Upshaw over here. Thank you for, oh, man. Any time, baby. Episode 56. That's right. 429.16 coming right up. <laughs> um, let me turn that off. That's uh, good, a hell of a fucking song. Good to be back on the Jello Podcast. We've it taken is. sort of a hiatus. I had to move a little bit. And you did. Uh, we've gone through a, we, we've, we've had a lot going on. A lot going on in our lives. Plenty to talk about. In yes. fact, normally we have topics written down. Uh, shit. But you said to me earlier, oh, fuck, I'm going to wing this yeah. shit tonight. Cause, yeah. uh, cause I've, I've done too much thinking over the last <laughs> fucking two months. Too much. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised like I'm not bleeding out of my ears at night. Like, <laughs> um, So we've got some new music. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I will, old and new. I know. Yeah, go ahead. I know that. It seems like we are really riding the fuck out of this dude's dick. Who? But you know what, Sturgill? Yeah. But he deserves it, man. I'm telling you, this dude, he, he records, I found this out the other day, he records to tape first. That's why, to me, it sounds overloaded. When they do that to tape, I think you were going to tell me this, weren't you? When they throw it to tape, what it does is, if you were to graphically represent the digital sound that comes in okay. there's these real sharp peaks when you throw it to tape it sort of rounds all that off so they throw it to tape then they throw it back to digital again so it's they say it warms it up a little bit that's but that's what, what he said on the jello on the uh the joe rogan podcast, podcast. <laughs> don't we wish <laughs> but what i hear though when they throw it back it's it's overdriven they're trying to i think his boy they don't want to bury his voice, but right. they can't get him to get on the goddamn mic no, like he, this, and he, he won't way. do it. No, he, he. So they keep turning it up yeah. and turning it up yeah. and turning it up until it sounds like, hey, fine. Well, his voice already has kind of that muffled. It's so different. Tw- it really is. Yeah, in it fact, really is. Um, like some singers, like your voice carries really well. Sure makes a microphone called an SM57. It's the standard. Okay. They also make an SM56, which is a low impedance mic. So people with a breathy kind of voice and not so strong like me, it will pick up that. Oh. And so he's one of those that maybe uses a different kind of mic and things. And like it, that. he does sit, he sits back. It's. I, it, I don't it's, think they like that shit in their face. Yeah. Or Stapleton does that same shit. He does. We were just talking about Chris Stapleton today, as a matter of fact. You know, I thought Stapleton. I was like, all right. Uh, Sturgill Simpson's over here, and he's doing that country revival thing, and and Stapleton's over here doing that uh, uh, sort of bluesy thing, you know, like uh, Government Mule. And, right, and, and right. But after hearing this, they're both, I, I think they're blurring, they're like bringing Almond Brothers, kind of throwing that in there. I, I blame Dickie Betts for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to bring back the Cosmic Cowboy. I think the cosmic cowboy is starting to come back. And well, I yeah, think, I think that's right. the big. Mo- well, well, we already know. Think about. I didn't even think about you. Right well, now. we had this conversation yesterday about Sturgill Simpson is a big proponent of DMT. He is what a does big. What does DMT stand for? Do we know? Oh fuck! If I know, I'll look it up. But go yeah. ahead. He. Um. Uh, did you hear this on an NPR a, interview or something? Uh, on the Joe Rogan Joe Rogan podcast, and they also um. Well, if you listen to his last album, you can't help but notice the psychedelic influence. Oh, what's that yeah, one? To uh, a point. Yeah. The turtle song. What's a uh, turtles, turtles on the way down? On the way yeah, down. Psilocybin. 
LSD. Right. It's Damn, I got a good voice. Literally, look at you, singer boy. Um, it's that's an entire song about uh, embracing uh, uh, being on psychedelics, psychedelics and finding your own religion. Yep. You know, in it all, uh, he's uh, dimethyltryptamine. A psychedelic compound of the tryptamine family. It's a structural analog of serotonin and melatonin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it hits you in the good spot. Yes. But it's also psychedelic. So it'd be like doing meth or coke, but tripping. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, also, uh, didn't we talk about this? We, as humans, naturally produce it. And what do you say plants do too? Ayahuasca. Uh, it's found in the uh, Ayahuasca. Don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but fuck it. I don't care. Um, if right. you have a problem, get on Twitter. I'll fight with you. Um, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, come at Bob on this <laughs> thing. I, you know. it, uh, the ayahuasca plant also produces it. And uh, so there you go. Hey, we were meant to find that as human beings if, if it's produced in our body and in plants. There is now. I understand why we found weed. Okay, we burned the plant, hung around by the fire. Go, God damn, I'm fucking high. Right. Okay, but DMT, that's a chemical. I mean, you don't eat a fruit. Uh, could you say the same thing about psilocybin mushrooms? You could say you the could. same thing about um. Yep. Uh, what's you that? Could. What's that cactus? The peyote. Peyote button. Peyote. Who first thought to eat that? <laughs> I'm hungry as fuck. Let's eat. Those. I'm gonna eat this oh, mushroom. Oh shit! I'm crazy. <laughs> I see UFOs. Like, <laughs> so you, you you have to think about things like that. Yeah, yeah. Were we meant to find them? There's, there is a, I I believe there's a theory that religion, one of the founding principles of religion is because of hallucinogens. Yeah, transcendence yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and I I do know this also. There's a huge theory about the French Revolution. Have you ever heard about that? No. Go ahead. Their wheat stock was basically fermenting and it mm-hmm. created a mold on it and when they ate it it caused almost like a mass hallucination which it, they think may have been one of the things that led to the french revolution stranger things have happened you learn something every day every day you're welcome wow really yeah yeah they think that might have been one of the factors in the mass riots and the mass hysteria that happened at the time not that they weren't getting fucked well, over, but nobody knew what tripping was, that, and that's why they blamed it on something. Well, they were all doing opium, yeah. right? Weren't they all doing opium around that time? Ugh, gross. And uh, what was it absinthe? That, that was around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, it tastes oh. great. Ugh, eats away your basal ganglia. What's the basal ganglia? The basal ganglia is where the spinal cord attaches to the brain, and. It eats away at that. That's the the true wormwood absinthe. That's a crucial hookup. Yes, that needs to be. There. Yes, it is. It's literally the core of your synapses. It's where you know. It's where your central nervous system really combines to form. You know, our. I think our, meth amphetamines are the worst drug for you. I would say I have to agree with that. I. Think What's this shit that people are doing now? This um, K twelve or something. K two, K two, ketamine. No, K two. Okay, yes. I have personal experience with this. Oh, okay. If you don't mind, yeah. Um, they build it as bath salts, and um, you could sell it under uh, a potpourri sort of bath salt thing, and um, it's a truly a potpourri of herbs that 
sort of mimic and they're sort of close chemically if you were to draw out the chemical composition of THC and this, but it's a few things off. But you've seen things where within two minutes of somebody smoking a large amount of it, it's just fucking trip and flip and crawl through a window. I, I saw somebody, I saw a video of somebody yeah, jumping <laughs> out a fucking window. His, like, girlfriend, his girlfriend's over there waving her hands like a retard and he jumps through the fucking just window. Just straight <laughs> through the pane glass window. Just straight fucking through it. So anyway, I, don't I, I need ordered that in my some life. of that and I ordered some seeds one time because I was going to grow some weed. Okay. Uh, my daughter was about CPS, if you're listening. <laughs> she was about uh, five, no, four. Okay. And we were out in the garage and I was watching football and I had some of that and I, I just took a couple puffs and I blew it on the table. And when it hit the table, it kind of spread out. But it It's like her, a thick smoke. She goes, Daddy, yucky smoke. And I was like, you're right. And then five minutes later, I had the worst case of paranoia I've ever felt. And I felt terrible about doing that next to her. And I was oh. like, fuck. And I was scared as fuck. <laughs> and it was so... You know, homeless people, you know, they do that. This and they is, flip out. Because they have no nutrition. They have no food in their body. Right. They're only on Oli. Right. Oli gold. <laughs> so, yeah, that would amplify, don't you think? I would think so. You know, especially if you don't have a good diet and you're just homeless. Uh, if that paranoia hit you, hit you like that, I can't even imagine. Well, what it, it's doing, it's making them like eat each other's faces off and shit. I mean, crazy shit is happening on that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a great else? modern world we live in. Yeah. Um, I think P2P is probably number three. What is that? All right. There was a movie that Brian Bosworth did. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Willem Dafoe. No, it was Glenn. Uh, Scott Glenn was a trafficker in P2P. And... Uh, so uh, Brian Bosworth infiltrated the gang so he could stop uh, Scott Glenn from selling P2P to everybody. Shit, I, I've heard <laughs> the Fatal Beauty, that new drug Fatal Beauty. What is that? Is that <laughs> what is that? That was a Whoopi Goldberg movie <laughs> where they had <laughs> where they had this new uh, like sin, this new cocaine but it was called Fatal Beauty and it was like killing people but they were becoming people were becoming addicted but then if they weren't used to it they would just die. And her her sister died on Fatal Beauty, so she had to avenge her sister's death. What was the drug in, since it, we cannot have an episode that's Detroit free? <laughs> oh, in RoboCop. <laughs> Thank you. What was the drug? Oh, what was that fucking drug? Oh, oh. I think it was a blue substance. Oh. I think James Woods was peddling it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> was, was that what, was that the dad from the 70s show was in there? Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> what was that see it's weird i don't remember a ton about that movie but i do know that i'm in one of the scenes uh-uh yeah what filmed in houston <laughs> yeah it was filmed in houston if you look in the background you see me and actually about three of my friends it's it was called big. nuke nuke is nuke. a highly addictive <laughs> <laughs> of course and was. most pleasurable narcotic that was made was. by the drug lord and leader of the nuke cult kane it was Kane. Who was the dad? Yeah. You so you were an extra in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say an extra. You just went out went Yeah, I guess. You were in so. a starring role. Yeah. Big guy. Uh, no, uh, you didn't see me. I was I was the I was the T2. <laughs> Stupid. 
It's a good thing we can pause this Jello podcast. You know what I really like about the Jello podcast? I was telling uh, Will Baylor today. All right. Every time we do another podcast, I get to throw away the one old one. Front <laughs> you know, and we've done enough of them now to where, you know, because we're only going to give you the fifty best, right? Which is pretty goddamn generous. Uh, you know, and they're good ones. They're, we give you the cream if of the I crop. If I shrink it down to thirty, then it'll only be thirty good, but. So at this a point, is it just the ones with me and you? Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. So good job, fist bump. Ah, yeah. Topics. Okay, I'm excited. You have brought to the table tonight, Robert Brown. Yes. Zero topics. Nothing. Okay. No, I bring no show prep. I come in like a fairy just to give you my presence, sprinkle, sprinkle some dust, and then flutter off. Uh, the let me lay a bed. A lot of shit's been going on mm-hmm. this week. There's a lot of talk to talk about it, in fact. There is. Yeah. There so, is. Um, the Purple Warrior. Might as well get on it. Yeah. Well, every, did, wait, Prince died? Did you hear Prince died? What? Yes, he died. You didn't see it all over the news in every single feed on My Facebook? My own God Twitter. has forsaken me! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, I want to say this, okay? Please, so, please. Uh, I call you, I talk to you that afternoon, and you immediately piss all over my grief. Just I immediately. Wanted, just, I wanted to be the dissenting uh, opinion. Which, now that you said it, it, you can you can actually use it for all sorts of things. You can use it for when a really good actor even dies. You know what? Prince made a lot of shitty music, too. He really fucking did. He had like 30-something albums. Four or five were good, you know? I mean... Uh, that's really what it comes down to. But how many albums did he have? He had over fuck ton. Thirty, I think. And Do you 11 know eleven million sold or something like that? Here's the weird thing: when somebody like that dies, yeah, we you, lost another good one there. No shit. You, no shit. We, we really did. We we did. Um, but you also find out all the stuff they did behind the scenes. For instance, he was very private. He wrote nothing compares to you. The Sinead, they gave it. They said they he gave that to her. Yes. Um, He's like, this is a throwaway. Well, at the time she was pretty hot, so probably. I liked Sinead O'Connor. Wrong. Then. I liked Sinead O'Connor then, but I also had a crush on the cranberry, the lead singer of the cranberries. Also, I was a big fan of that whole Irish Gaelic thing. I was like, let's just be in the IRA together. We're gonna we're gonna bomb Catholic churches Mid-90s, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he also wrote "Stand Back." No kidding. Yes, which I uh, who did, did not that know. One? Stevie Nicks. No stand kidding. Stand back. Stand yeah. back. Yeah. In the middle of my room. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really. You, yeah. I've found a lot, a lot of different things that he was involved in that you would have never known. He was meant to be an artist and nothing else. Nothing else. He was born. Well, his father was a his father was a jazz musician. He was. And then his father kicked him. His father caught him with a girl kicked him out and sent him oh my god say again his father caught him with a girl yeah and then kicked him out of the house shipped him to la to a friend of his that was also a famous jazz musician and that's where prince picked up learning all of the instruments he learned shit by the time he was 19 he knew something like 26 instruments he would go to the visiting high schools and teach well, music. I'd like to say a couple of things. Much like when you learn a language, a lot of languages are Latin-based. So if you learn Italian, you can learn to speak Spanish pretty easily, so on and so forth. 
If you can play guitar, you can play bass. But when you talk about 27 different instruments... French horn. At 19, he knew how to play the French gay. horn. That's <laughs> Okay, uh, but I do want to say this about Prince. Uh, there is a song that he did that I did not realize how much I liked it. Did he give this song to it. Morris Day? <laughs> is this Ice Cream Castles? Is that this album? <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes it snows in April. Is one of his songs? That is such a good fucking song. It's it sounds insane. like a like a real deep cut. I think it was. I'm I'm gonna totally guess because I don't Fine. research shit. Um, I think it was on Under the Cherry Moon, which was a horrible movie. That movie sucked so bad. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of real bad movies that I can't believe people fund that are out there already. <laughs> that one probably isn't that bad compared to... I, you know, the worst movie I've ever seen was this movie called The Tire. You know this movie? <laughs> is, it, is it French? If you're listening. It's a foreign film, right? Guys, if you're listening, thank you. First of all, thank you for listening. Second, do not watch this movie called The Tire. This movie called The Tire is about a tire that sort of gets uh, possessed and wherever it rolls, uh, whoever is within eyeshot of it, the tire starts to vibrate and then they get fucked up and their head explodes much like transfers. Oh, or scanners. Scanners. That's what you mean, right? Scanners when their head blows up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch this movie tonight. You, you sold me. I'm sold. Thank you for introducing me to this movie. See, here's the difference between you and I on the Jello Podcast. I ask you what a movie's about so that I don't have to watch it. I tell you what a movie's about, a very shitty one, and you say to me, I can't wait to watch it. I'm immediately gravitating towards that shitty movie. I'm a huge fan of shitty movies, though. It's so bad. It is so bad. Mm. But uh, mm. again, I'm going to influence people. Listen to Sometimes It Snows in April. It, it'll, it'll tear out your heartstrings. It's an f- okay. unbelievably good song. Okay. Okay. What year would that be? Mid-80s, late-80s? Pro- late-80s, probably. I'd say late-80s. I remember there was a girl I used to make out with. Her name was Jovette in my apartment <laughs> complex. <laughs> and she had that poster on her wall of Prince like in a shower. Mm. And he has on the, the tiniest little fucking, like almost like a Speedo. And he's, sit, he's like standing there and he's all wet and dripping. And I remember her on top of me. She was a big girl. And I remember her on top of me. And I remember looking over that poster and immediately didn't want to make out anymore. Why? What it, happened? It was almost like he was looking at me. Yes. He was doing that stare. And I was like, oh, Prince. Oh, uh, this is not a good combination. Well, you know, I'm a guitar player and that pretends to be a bass player. <laughs> but bass players are in short supply, so I prefer to do that. When you mess up on the bass, everybody knows it. When you mess up on the guitar, nobody knows it. Oh, you can cover it up. But bass is way more fun to play. <laughs> anyway, you know, that son of a bitch was a great guitar player. Yes, he was. And, you know, for a guy to be that great and do some of those solos on a fucking Telecaster, it's a hard thing to do. That guitar is not made for shredding. For what he does on it? But he do. Dude. He fucking shredded the shit out of uh, every fucking guitar. Our friend uh, Seth Atkins, uh, he said he was at that Hall of Fame induction where he he just kind of showed up and did a solo. I, I haven't watched it. Didn't he do? What he did. did, he, do? Um, he, he did. He said it was fucking badass. While my guitar gently weeps is what he did. 
But he, he rocked the fuck out of it. I'm out. Late. Yeah, he played the shit out of it. And, and then he just threw his guitar up in the air and I'm left. Put my hand in the disposal. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he shredded through the entire fucking song. And then at the very end of the song, he threw the guitar up in the air and walked away. <laughs> somebody told me that it looks like when you watch that, when he throws the guitar in the air, that somebody like in the it, wings it caught it. <laughs> the fucking guitar disappears. Like, I don't know where the guitar went. It just goes away. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, Prince. Hey, you know Ridiculous. what? He, he was what he... I'll tell you, out of out of everything, the people that are going to be the hardest hit yeah. from him passing is going to be... Um, what was it? Minnesota? Milwaukee? Yeah. He did a lot of shit for that city he and did. for that state. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big... Philanthropy. Uh, yeah, the police the... chief said, um, to y'all, y'all lost a musician, we lost a friend. He was very well said, he was know? very civically minded. He was very civically minded. You know, and him being a Jehovah's Witness also, it was not <laughs> unusual. Thank you. He would go door to door. He would do the Jehovah Witness door. Can you imagine on a Sunday morning I, Prince I, knocking on your door? I'm so hung up on the Jehovah's Witness part that I can't even get to him knocking on the door. <laughs> you know, uh, there was an article that I just read the headline in The Guardian and it read he had AIDS and he had it for a long time, but he believed God yeah. would heal him. Yeah. And I said, that's the way I mean, he needs to say Yahweh. Because that's the way that works. That is the way that works. Here's my take on religion before the break. Everybody's entitled to believe what they want. Yes. I'm not believing something out of fear. I'll believe something because I'm hopeful for something. But I ain't believing in something because I believe if I don't, I'm going to get burned and go to the center of the earth Preach. where it's molten Preach. nickel. <laughs> Testify. Testify, brother. Fuck off. Testify, brother Upshaw. Preach on. Give it to me. Loving the Lord is wrong. I don't want to be right. There's a God somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Brown. Again, get off the island. Robert Brown. We're at the 30-minute uh, mark. Let's take a break. <laughs> All right. You know good. what? I, we lost Lemmy. We did. We lost David Bowie. We and we lost Prince. Everybody wants somebody else to go. Fuck. Everybody forgot about Lemmy. I made fun of Motorhead, but I heard yeah. this song the other day. It's called Iron Horse and it jam. See you in a minute, okay?
Okay, we're back on the Jello Podcast, episode fifty-six. Got to do our thing here. Fifty-six. We talk about sex and flexing, bands, <laughs> booze, and music. <laughs> Always talk about music. Marketing. We have a special guest tonight. Hey. Via Skype, we have Jake Cronover of Periscope Records. Welcome, everybody, Jake. Woo! Hi there. Am I am I really considered a special guest? Yes. Or a frequent contributor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Actually, you're one of the pioneers, but whatever. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Um, I've got three different things I want to ask you about. All right. Is okay. one is one about his dick? I already know about or, that thing. Or okay. are all three about his dick? Well, it eventually gets back to that. Okay, so <laughs> we're, we always talk about uh, music biz, and what we were asking, uh, Bob and I were talking about earlier was, when uh, a song gets written, and we're talking about Sturgill Simpson, and you know, there's points given to people. Right. Right, Jake? Uh, by points, you mean like writing credits? Yes, sir, yeah. I do. And Explain. what I told Bob, and I want you to correct me, I told Bob there's only about 20 points to give. No, it depends on... Mm-hmm. So there's a saying in so Nashville called change of Don't word Don't let for Jake it. be your agent. <laughs> no, I'm Unless sorry, you buddy. Go ahead, money. go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, there's there's 100 points there to um, to split up amongst the writers, and that's all negotiated by the writers. There's a there's a saying in Nashville that says change a word for a third, uh, oh, meaning really? you could come into a song no and change shit. the right word that makes the song pop. could be worth 33% writing credit, but usually it's divided equally. So if, if the three of us sit down Among and who? The producer... Together, no, the writers. The artist so you look and the at, writer or the just the writer? Yeah. No, both. So if, if all three of us, if me, you, and Bob sit down and wrote a song together, we would each receive 33% point or 33.3% writing credit. If just me and you wrote a song together, Brian, then it'd be 50%. Now, if I wrote a song by myself and said, hey, man, do you mind coming to listen to this and, you know, give me some input on it? And you go, man, this is great. But I, I think that, you know, it'd be cool if you put this verse here, move this course there and right. did something like that. Okay. You may say, hey, you know what, man, give me 10% of that because I didn't really do much, uh, you know, just this and that. And then at that point, you know, that's all negotiable on right. saying. Or you can uh, fight you know, for it later, but you'd rather not. Yeah. Oh, you fight for it later, yeah. But really until a song becomes big, it doesn't matter. Um, so, and then when it becomes big, obviously everybody comes out of the woodwork saying that they contributed <laughs> a word or a phrase yeah, or something to it. Yeah, you know, so we've got something about that in a minute but go ahead Bob. now uh, so let me get this right uh, a point is basically a percentage, percentage of the a percentage point okay so wait wait let him let him answer because that's a percentage point of what there's Jake? there's basically from 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 the writing side there's a hundred hundred points a hundred percent of a song he's so, asking about uh, money yeah right. so you receive uh you know if you wrote if you split co-wrote a song, you'd receive fifty percent of that song. Any revenue, revenue generated, right? That goes to the writers. Now, it gets a lot more complicated than that with we BMI and ASCAP and all that, right? Yeah, and okay. with publishing okay. companies and stuff like that. But as far as the writers go, um, you would split the writers' portion of it, you know, equally if there was two writers or a third if there was three writers or however that's negotiated. Okay. Okay. So if a hundred bucks comes in on a co-write, you each receive fifty dollars. If you talk down to me like that again, I'm going to cut you <laughs> off. Um, let's move on. They said I bring a calculator out. This is what I usually have to do with Your you. Your abacus. Okay. Uh, Spurs. Uh, <sighs> yes. San Antonio Spurs. 
Uh, I wasn't worried about Memphis. Uh, we're starting tomorrow night. I say we. The Spurs are starting tomorrow night, the you, you 30th of April against uh, Oklahoma. Uh, the Spurs line up like this, Jake, and then I want your commentary. They're better at three points. They're better at feet those. They are not better in rebounds. Go. Uh, um, I think the rebounding thing depends on – uh, you know, a couple aspects. Obviously, one of the big differences th- this year is you know the adding Lamarcus Aldridge and David West to the lineup, which um, which will help combat that a little bit. But you know, the Spurs have never been a big rebounding team. We're a defensive it's not how team, they score. so no. yeah. So most of the, most of the time, four four of the five or five of the five guys on the court are getting back in transition defense. Um, oh, shifting down the court already. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what uh, Coach Pop lives off of, and that's what he's won five championships off of. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City is a great team, no question about it. Definitely not going to – I don't think San Antonio's going to come in and sweep uh, by any means. I don't think they're going to So come you don't think it's going to be teams. like they did with Memphis? No, not at all. I, I think that, uh, you know, I would call San Antonio in six – uh, and I would not, I would not be surprised if it went seven games. Um, but I think the home court advantage for San Antonio, you know, obviously gives them the. If it goes like, seven, it, I'll be pulling know. my fucking hair out by that seventh game. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm calling it in six for San Antonio. Uh, okay. It just depends, you know. It all depends. We, we sometimes do live and die by the three point line, uh, you know. But at the same time, Oklahoma City cold, lives and dies. Yeah. yeah, they live and die by Russell Refsbrook driving the lane and, and Kevin Durant. You know, we can eliminate one of those usually with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, he does a pretty good job of, of shutting one of those, or at least not that you can ever shut one of those guys down. You know why least, I you know, like Kawhi? I like Kawhi because we needed somebody on the Spurs for a really long time that was mean. We finally well, we got our group. fucking mean player. And that – because, of course, when people talk about the Spurs, they always talk about fundamentals, fundamentals, because they – let's be honest – they are a fairly classic, and they're known as kind of the nice guys of the NBA. And when they got Kawhi in there, they got somebody who could deal with people like fucking you Westbrook. Think, you think he's mean or just fearless? Fearless. You know, I think he's, he reminds me a lot of Bruce Bowen um, in the way that he plays and that he plays – he's not a dirty player by any means. No, nope, no, he's he not. Right, a, see, I got, a, I got mean and dirty confused Yeah, with so, what you're no, saying, Bob. I, I totally ahead, agree with what Jake is saying. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's definitely an aggressive defensive player. He's yeah. he hustles. Um, you know, he's he's an all around great player. He's a he's a guy that you know younger kids should watch on how you should play the game. Naturally, you know he get he gets out there and plays. He doesn't showboat. He doesn't you know usually when there's a foul or something, he doesn't argue with the ref um, or any of those type of things. But yeah, he's definitely a hard nose, get in your face type of yeah. defensive guy, yeah. just like Bruce Bowen was. And I don't know if you guys remember some of the old, you know, Bruce Bowen. Um, Ray Allen incidences that happened when Ray was in Seattle. I and, do remember that. You know, it's funny because I, I, I didn't recognize his name, but I remember the whole deal with him and Ray Allen. I do remember that. Yeah, you know, and those guys would go back and forth, and, and but but Bruce did what he was supposed to in keeping Ray Allen, you know, and got in his head and kept him from hitting three-point um, shots and, and, you know, helped us win a couple of uh, series against them and a couple of games in regular season. So, you know, Kawhi's a guy that, that's a little different from Bruce. Bruce was an incredible three-point shooter. I think he was always top five or top ten percentage-wise in the league when it came to three-point shooting. But Kawhi, oh, okay. you know, who just won Defensive Player of the Year for the second time in a row, but, you know, a guy who also is averaging, 
you know, 20 to 30 yeah. points a night. You know, a um, lot of people, uh, you know, he's a whole package. A lot of people say Kawhi became Kawhi when uh, I think it was that first time when the Spurs played the Heat and they go, who the fuck's going to cover Dwayne and who the fuck's going to, and they put him right on him. Also, uh, in that, uh, a year before that, uh, they it was Lakers Spurs and they put him on Kobe. Yeah, they did. Uh, and and he, wrong, did well. he did well. He did well. Um, no, you're right. Yeah, he's a he's a shutdown guy. You know, he, he became, his defense yeah. has never been in question. Um, you know, they did have a talk with him, and and they interviewed Coach Popovich. I think it was after Game Three or Game Two uh, in the NBA Finals in 2014, where he had that breakout game, uh, scored 26, 27 points somewhere in that range. Yep. You know, shut it down, and and it was kind of his coming out on the offensive side, and everybody's saying, you know, hey where this guy come from what happened you guys have a talk with him and uh, you know pop obviously said yes we talked to him and uh you know just basically told him that he's he's gonna be the guy that's gonna carry this franchise you know for the next eight to ten years hopefully um he's so he's uh, he's really stepped admiral. up in the he's of timmy player. he's in, in case um, there are any late listeners to the Jello Podcast, no, you are not listening to WOAI. I'm just <laughs> letting you know that right now. Okay, you are uh, on the right podcast, all right? If so. you don't mind, uh, Jake, I'd like to transition with you. Uh, again, okay. uh, this is on uh, the line of music business. Okay, so okay. Sergio Simpson is sort of uh, reviving, breathing new life, which essentially is old life, into into country music especially into the nashville country scene yep he really is yeah uh what jake told me bob one time was he goes it's like this the circus is in town and everybody likes it but sooner or later the circus has to leave and i think <laughs> jake would you agree that the circus is sort of starting to pack up yeah and you know the uh, i don't think anybody's saying that uh that sturgill or chris stapleton they don't want to say it Jason Isabel or any of these guys are changing country music. Um, okay, you know, the okay, taste okay. Is Hold changing. on, yeah. uh, no, right? They're not changing country music, but they are switching the trend. Okay, they are. Well, they are. What they're doing is they're they're just singing country music. The trend in Nashville has moved away from country, and you know, turn come to right, this. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this. I don't even remember Jason Aldean. Uh, what's the <laughs> hey, other dude? Um, shut your mouth. Uh, Eric uh, Eric Church. Uh, and then the other goofy Boop. dude. Um, Luke Bryan. That's always on. Luke, oh, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. You know these guys. They Florida Georgia line is like a switchblade comb to me. <laughs> exactly. It's you know they they turn the term for that stuff is bro country. <laughs> and, uh, Hot tubs, yeah, trucks, you know, uh, party in the middle of a field of uh, of that and. And they're, you know, I, I think in a couple of years, in two or three years, that's all going to be gone, and it's going to trend back to more of the traditional Thank sound that you hear, God. that you're hearing with the Chris Stapletons and the Jamie Johnsons, you know, who was a little early in his yeah. time, but I think will yep. will his next album have a little resurgent. Okay, but Jake. the other thing you're going to start seeing too, um, you know, they're calling calling 2016 and 2017, you know, the years of the country woman. Um, I think you're going to start seeing some more of these artists coming out that are going to be doing the same thing, more Martina McBride type artists, uh, Sarah Evans type artists. So like some of your artists the, uh, that are Yeah, like rather than the, the, are... the power women, you know, we hate men songs that everyone's throwing out right now, getting back to actually singing about things that, that people loved and wanted to hear in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s. So I think it's all going back, you know, everything is Yeah, is we don't have a Sarah and, Evans right now. 
No, we don't have a Martina McBride. We don't have a Reba McIntyre. We don't have a bunch of things. Like you that, don't you think know? you so, don't think Miranda Lambert falls in any of those? She can't do everything, Bob. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, she's she has a little too much anger, uh, and that's the that's the thing. I mean, obviously the the powerful woman. Um, you know, I can not kick helpless any man's anger, ass. powerful anger. Yeah, there's a big difference. Right. Yeah. You know, um, when you go back and you listen to a Martina song, it's uh, there's a story there. You know, Miranda songs are just I'm gonna kick your ass, um, and if you broke up with me, I don't care. I'm gonna get drunk and then kick I'm from your Lindale, ass. fucking Texas. <laughs> Why do you so, always bring up where she's from? Uh, th- that is your. Th- that seems to be your main sticking point with fucking Lambert. Okay. Uh, lastly, Jake. Um, I think Shooter Jennings, and you know more about this than I do, and that's why you're our expert on this. Shooter Jennings had a first band that sounded to me like Guns N' Roses. Uh, Stargun. Stargun. Thank you. Shut your fucking... I'm going to look it up. Okay. Uh, And then he did sort of what Ragweed and uh, what... uh, Cross-Canadian Rag... I totally forgot about those fuckers. Just careful. (sighs) Um, and and reckless and all that bunch that he tried to do that. Well, now he's doing this psychedelic country too, but it's a little on the nose, man. Have you heard it? And what do you think? Uh, I've heard pieces of it. I What's haven't it called? heard. Hold the on, whole... Star Fucker. What? Star Gun. Okay. Uh, I think Gun had two ends in it. Uh, <laughs> either... <laughs> it does. All right. So go. So go either back gun... to yeah. Either gun had two ends or star had two R's. One of them had two letters. It's um, two ends. Yeah. Yeah. I have not heard. The first song is uh, called Mustangs and Camaros. I have not heard everything that, um, that he's, he's done recently, but I know he's kind of taken a little change, you know, and, and it's hard for guys like that who have that stigma of, yeah. you know, obviously if people who don't know, uh, shooter Jennings is the son of Waylon Jennings. Right. Okay. You know, Waylon is obviously a guy that stands on his own and has his own kind of outlaw thing going. And, and a lot of times people, you know, expect their siblings or their, not their siblings, their, their children to kind of follow in that footsteps and shoot her, obviously growing and up in they L.A. they want to maybe rebel or whatever. The only fucking, yeah, the only um, lineage that did that right was fucking Hank the Third. Hank the Third? Yeah. With, it's with way his rockabilly? It's way different. Yeah. His Do you think okay. that he came out with? Yeah, but I get your point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he really is the only one. You you have these sons. I, even, I disagree. I think Adrian Lennon and nobody else. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Didn't um. Hey man, you know what? I liked fucking Adrian Lennon. Um, here's the deal. Didn't what? isn't George Jones's son doing music now? Also, I don't. I do not know. I'm sure they are, but you know, a band that's doing it really well that you guys, I don't know if you checked them out or not. It's actually Waylon Jennings, sorry, Willie Nelson's kids uh, have a band yeah, called Lucas. Of the Lucas. I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, that cover that they that he and uh, Pops do, by the way, happy birthday, Willie Nelson today. Oh, nice. Yes, 83, 83 years mother, old. goddamn years old. God damn. Uh, that cover that they do of Pearl Jam's Breathe is, is, is great. Yeah, it's it's but Promise of the Real is a band that stands on their own, um, you know, and they're, they're kind of doing the the more rock thing, the Americana thing, but they're also keeping it close to the roots where, you know, I think Shooter going out is trying Julian. to. And then here's Julian Lennon. None of those guys need money, right? Because they all. Fuck you know, no. Hell no. Hell they all have family money. They could sell on their ass and do nothing. So I think a lot of it, too, is just they want to see how creative they can get and do yeah. stuff because if the yeah. record doesn't sell, they don't give a shit. Okay, I mean, they give well, a shit, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That being said, Jake, I have a little advice for Shooter Jennings. 
I'm sure he. If would you're be gonna, open ears. I'm, I'm if sure you're he's listening be on right the now. Cutting edge of you know new country and and all that stuff. Then whatever nuance that makes the new stuff different, back it off in the mix, okay? If if swirly, mushroomy sounding uh, guitars with phasers on it is what makes Sturgill Simpson cool, then don't turn that up in the mix so much. Fucking dick face. God, you're so angry right now. That's uh, that's good advice, and I'm sure that if Shooter was sitting here, he'd tell you the same thing. Hold on, let me give him a call. I'll let him know. I'll let him know how you feel. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> be quiet. Oh, my God. This is what Shooter Jennings should have done. A, a sort of reggae-ish... <laughs> falsetto with a lot of uh, Jake if you're I wish you were here everybody's wearing a sort of Eric Clapton August Moon blazers like blazers, the blazers like yeah, rolled up at the sleeves and, ice, and then uh, pop collars yeah I know what you're talking about a lot of makeup the most the most mistreated fucking son from a lineage on the goddamn planet he was, what dude. What do you mean mistreated? His fucking dad never. His dad fucking loved Sean. Could give a shit about this motherfucker. I care about him. <laughs> Jake Cronover, thank you for coming in on the Jello Podcast episode 56, brother. Always nice to hear your sexy voice, hey, Jake. We, uh, we're really going to get out of here and not talk about the drafts and uh, what's happening with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the NFL I've got so many end bombs for that. So let's do it. Okay. <laughs> you tell me what's happening. You're, we're going to you for sports. This is your last segment because I think I'm going to get so mad I'm going to have to pause. All right, go ahead. I, the NFL had, football draft is going on. Yes. Uh, Cowboys had watching the draft. pick? No. Because I get three texts every 15 minutes about it. <laughs> All right, spill it, uh, big guy. You know, two things in the uh, – and one thing, you know, I don't know if you guys know about is the – or if you heard the story about Tunsil, the offensive guard from Old Miss. Was he ever uh, brought up on gun charges? Because that he'd be perfect for Cowboys. <laughs> so Laramie Tunsil, who was predicted to be a uh, – uh, hold on. Who was predicted to be a – Offensive line? Uh, at one point, a number one pick in the draft. Uh, 13 minutes before the draft started, somebody hacked his Twitter account and put a, <gasps> I saw put a video, what happened? video a video of him up smoking a bong through a gas, gas mask. mask. I saw this. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he took it off, and, and, and in the video it's him. There's no question he actually owned up to it. But okay. obviously all the teams started freaking out, going, this guy's going to be a problem, and he dropped in the draft. Fucking weed? And, uh, and taking tent. So it gets weirder than that. So Manziel fucked after it up that, for everybody. Uh, obviously, you know, his agent, they, they instantly, you know, shut down his Twitter account, uh, got rid of it, all that kind of stuff. But they left his Instagram account up. So, <laughs> assumably, the same person hacked into <laughs> his, Probably the same his, fucking password. his Instagram account and put up a screenshot of text between Laramie Tunsil and the coach at Old Miss uh, discussing the money that Ohio or that Old oh, Miss was going to send fuck. to him for his rent, for his mom's water bills, fucking um, and stuff me. like that that they you were know, paying money. If we just Larry pay these Tunsil players, we wouldn't have all this. Was red. He didn't realize this after he had been drafted by the Miami Dolphins at number ten. 
um, was read these uh, tweets from his Instagram account live on air by ESPN <laughs> for the first time that he had heard them. And, um, you know, they, they asked him up. if it was true. And he said, I would have to say yes. Basically throwing the entire university under of the fucking Mississippi bus. under the bus that they are paying players. You know what? Uh, okay. No, no, no. Here is the proof. Jake, you and I both know. If people are stupid enough to believe everybody's everybody's getting paid in college. Of course. Nobody, if you're stupid enough to believe they're that. fucking not you're you're a fucking moron. They've been paid right. Whether sure. they were paid with cash or with pussy or with cars or money to Absolutely. their parents, it's been going on forever. Absolutely. And I think everybody, including the NCAA, knows that. But when it comes out and is blatantly admitted yeah, by a problem. player. Both of you are right. And I'd like to say something. Sully Grundy, who played uh, NCAA football for Vanderbilt. So he was an SEC guy. Those kids that started talking about, I think it was Kentucky, where it may have been Kentucky. Yeah, they, they got hookers for the right. recruits and yeah. all that. He looked at me. He goes, Upshaw, here's one thing I have to say to those alumni. Shut the fuck up. Right. Either well, that was pay actually, them or everybody shut the fuck up. Right. right? The problem I don't mean there, to bottom line it, but. That wasn't an alumni that came through. That was the strippers who brought that up and said that they were hired for that and were paid. Yeah, but if you don't. The problem is you're dealing with strippers. They don't care. <laughs> They're not going to keep their mouth shut. That's how. That's, shit, that's how we know. Tricks. That's right. how we know Drake likes to get his ass eaten. On, you know, on 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 who you're dealing with there, because because uh, obviously a stripper knows if she can go out and and say something and make a lot of money from media, they're going to fucking open their mouths and sing. Oh, so I so put that on. I put that on Louisville for being stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Really. Um, but anyway, so interesting story that that you guys may want to look into and kind of follow along. It's uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a little tragic in that it cost him millions of dollars. Uh, they think that it's his stepfather who's hacked into his sites. <laughs> oh, really? are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, You're fucking because, kidding me. Yeah, his stepfather and him are not getting along. I think his stepfather sued him for something. And it's so like Mayweather and his dad. Step, his stepfather is involved in either the guy who hacked it or gave somebody the passwords to hack it and uh, got all this information off of his phone and at some point and kept it right <laughs> until the draft to, to put it up. Personal loans. So, Vending anyway, machines. So, so keep an eye on that. And then uh, the two Cowboys, or the, actually the three Cowboys uh, picked so far, I've, I've actually been fairly pleased with. Um, you know, they had the fourth round. And by the way, I, I will say this about the Dallas Cowboys. I, I do think that they are the Hold best. On, go back. The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Classy boy. Um, I do think they're the best team in the history of the NFL draft to ever have the number four pick. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know why. That's because nobody can beat them but themselves. This is true. Which they do on they, a they regular do. They, basis. They beat themselves. Uh, they fucking beat themselves. So, uh, uh, hopefully so they, but you know, uh, the number one four, four pick, uh, Ezekiel Elliott from uh, Ohio Zeke, State baby. running back. Who they're saying is the next uh, Emmett Smith with a little bit more speed. Uh, obviously, someone who can block, help protect Romo. So, you know, with our backfield uh, going in, having uh, Zeke, having McFadden, and then we got uh, the kid from Washington, the Reds, uh, Alfred Morris, uh, in the offseason as well. Mama so, called Fred. So three strong, Fred. young, healthy men in the backfield <laughs> um, for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, second we took – 
Uh, this pick shocked me a little bit. Jalen Smith, who is a who that uh, who mama that is. Another guy who was predicted to go number one uh, or be the top five pick in the draft. What is it? What position? ligaments in his knee. He's an outside linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, the the reason they think the Cowboys took him is the guy who performed the surgery on his knee oh. is the Cowboys physician. Okay. So obviously he knows more about his knee and how healthy it is. Bobby Carpenter like with a short haircut. Right. So he's a guy who's going to have to sit out the first year. Uh, he probably will not play at all next year to let his knee get healthy. Will but it count against the salary cap? No. Hey, uh, oh. But it's a guy that if um, you know if he does come back and he's and he's anything like he was in college, he's going to be a tremendous pickup. It's, it's a high risk, high reward type thing. Um, but you got to look. You know, we have Rolando McLean who's on a one year deal. Who, who knows if he's coming back? Uh, you know, Sean Lee. It's going to be a miracle if he stays healthy through a season. Do you hear um, in Jake's voice, Bob? It, it, it's, it's great. He's, right. it, he's happy. And I spend all my time fucking masturbating, and he's just memorizing fucking black dudes' names. Like, left and he's just throwing them out there, left and right. <laughs> Hope, well, because, Hope uh, Springs what, Eternal with Jake when football <laughs> is not happening. It's what I do. Um, and then the third round, uh, we took uh, Malik Collins from Nebraska defensive tackle. He can Malik uh, my balls. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Thanks. Uh, who actually, I think, uh, you know, fits in very nicely with the interior defensive line to help shut down the run. Our run game sucked last year. <laughs> um, our, our run defense, I guess, sucked last year. Because D-Mac um, So, so so far, the Cowboys haven't done anything severely stupid like I've expected them to do. There's still <laughs> a lot of picks left for them to do that. So, you know, uh, we have we got to uh, send a thank you note to Johnny Manziel for completely imploding because if he hadn't, I guarantee you Cowboys would have made a goddamn offer. I was him. really worried yeah, that we were going to do him. that. Yeah, yeah you know, the rumor is that, that the Cowboys tried to they, trade up uh, with Denver in the first round to take right. a quarterback in round one. And I, heard, couldn't get the I heard that so, actually the other day. Yeah, uh, you know, but they're putting all their you know, eggs in the Tony Romo basket, uh, which is another high-risk, high-reward type thing. If we can keep him healthy, maybe. But, you know, I think he's got a year or two tops before he really starts taking a downfall if he stays healthy in that time. So, um, you know, it's not as bad as uh, the previous years as the draft goes. So, uh, but we still have six more picks. We have uh, two fourth-round picks and four six-round picks uh, to still do some stupid stuff and screw some shit up. Uh, like Jerry Jones likes to do. So, all right, thank you, Jake. Um, on the way yeah, out, man. I've got quick hits for you. Okay, you got what's that? You ready? Quick hits. Okay. All right, let's do it. Beets or sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes. Damn uh, right. Bacon. Hold bacon. On. Hold on. Always <laughs> bacon. Always. Bacon the, the there's no bacon. other choice. Always bacon. Brussels sprouts. Bacon or Brussels sprouts? Bacon. Bacon. That's, Fucking bacon. That's a stupid question. That's uh, a horrible one. Boneless or bone in? Boneless. Boneless. I can't answer for him. All right, Jake. Love you, buddy. Adios. Hi, man. You Jake, talk to you later. There you go. Jake Cronover. Okay, bye. Sports Hour with Jake. Jake the Snake. You know, he condensed a lot of shit, though. That motherfucker, he knows his shit. You know what? What's up? We're at the hour mark. We are. I will not turn it off. <laughs> you won't let me. I would like to take a break. Okay. And when we come back, quick hits and 
I think you got a couple things for me. All right. All right. All right episode good. 56 Let's of Jello Podcast. What is it? At Jello Podcast. Do we know our Twitter? I, I think we do. I, I haven't been on it in a while. You haven't been wrecking uh, shop on there. I, what, lo- I lost the password. The I lost the password off my phone because <laughs> I got a new why? phone. Yeah. That's the only reason. <laughs> okay. I actually got mad at something the other day and got mad that I didn't have the password. <laughs> right, see you later. <laughs> in you? I should fucking... I want to just... What? Come here. I just want to fucking take this drink like I'm a like I'm a cosmopolitan woman in the 40s. Just, how dare you, sir? This is that band Caius and uh, one of the guys was in Queens of the Stone Age. He right. spun it off himself and... Oh, you know what? I just remembered. There were some songs. We were talking about points earlier. There were some songs that Josh Homme and them had written together, and he had his team of lawyers go after the guys uh, from Caius. Remember, the, the, he had them go after for, for rights. And would this band have been big? Maybe, maybe not. But you know what? They got embroiled in a fucking legal thing, and it sidetracked them. Yeah, like yeah. This song is, oh, God damn. All right, I have a confession. I'm excited. All the right. only All right. reason I like this band Let it loose. is because I saw their logo on your old lady's titties with this shirt on. Oh! <laughs> oh, we so lonely, lonely, lonely. You know, you do spend a lot of time staring at my old lady's titties. You do realize that, right? They are <laughs> magnificent. They are. They? Hey, you know what else about this? Um, you know how on XM Radio they'll uh, they'll give a uh, an artist, you know, like free reign. Like, yeah. all right, you yeah. do your playlist. Yeah, yeah. Well, they well, you had, know who else does that? Yeah, Dri- Drippin' Springs. Drippin' Springs Radio, that KDRP. KDRP. Yeah, they will give an artist an hour to it's just... great idea, oh, don't you think? Great fucking idea. I have a story. Go ahead. Back in the day, around <laughs> you're such a dick. No, go ahead. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead, baby. Around 92, 93, uh, do you remember when Gibby Haynes had a show on KROX here? Okay. He had a late show. It was on Saturday nights, and um, they was gave it, him- uh, syndicated or local? No, it was local. Local. They gave him, and this is when KROX just started. Okay, go ahead. And so they were trying to tout it as like the local alternative, uh, because we also had Psycho Baby. Do you remember Psycho Baby? 
Oh, look, you shaking your head. Okay, so we had uh, we had that Knack. Knack. Oh yeah, which yeah. was a syndicated. That was a great. And by the way, one of the first radio internet station. radio stations. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Right, and it so was. So go on. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to so he had he had a radio show on Saturday nights, and it went on for about two or three months, until one night he got fucked up. And showed up at the studio fucked up? He locked himself in the fucking studio. What? He was in there for four fucking hours. They had to call the cops in order to get him fucking out of there. Yeah, and he wouldn't stop rambling on air. Hey, I have no problem with that if he was playing music. I don't think he was. I think he was just rambling. Yeah, and they had to get the cops to get him out of there. Idiot. Fucking Gibby. Fucking Gibby. Um, Have you ever met him? No. Along the same lines, you know, uh, what's his name of the 13th floor elevators or whatever? Oh, uh, Rocky. Rocky Erickson um, is the one of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet uh, next to uh, that guy that. uh, Daniel Johnson. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't have to say it that way. Uh, Here's how Rocky Erickson ended up in the state hospital. Pot charges. Yep. But he's so dumb, they spun him into a fucking loony bin. Yep. Yeah. And that's what. It's too much acid, brother. That's too much. And it's too. When you go, I'll tell you this there are some times, well, there are most times, I think we can all agree, that incarceration or putting somebody in a loony bin makes them worse. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people would argue that incarceration and jail time. Regular shit. However, our fucking recidivism rate is horrible. Seventy percent. But you know what else? It takes. It's called the big bitch. It's called habitual criminalism, and it's three felonies that land you in there. And some will argue that if you get in there in the first place, you're part of the system. I cannot if say much. If I get much. in there once, I ain't fucking up two more times. We, we have we have both talked about this. I have been in jail more than once. I have been there more than once. I have. Hey, I have. The county dryout plate <laughs> does not count, Robert Brown. <laughs> Felony charges is fucking different. Uh, I fucking hate that magazine. Give me it. Okay. I want to pee on it. So this outside. magazine is called it. Austin Magazine, and the proletariat love to have. Uh, if you have been listening this. to the Jello podcast, yeah. you've heard us talk about it before. Uh, the last one was about. Uh, on one page, you said what four hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars will get you in a home in Austin, and the very next page was about how hard it is as a poor musician, local musician, yeah. And all they did was interview the most richest people. That make uh, music biz money. So this month, Andy in Brooklyn talk baby work and their love of ATX. And it's a Andy bunch Roddick, of Brooklyn Decker. Let's go ahead and. Uh, is that who that is? Yeah, it's Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Never mind. The, okay. If you live in Austin and you don't know that those motherfuckers are only here for three months out of the goddamn year, they are not Austinites. It's sort of like uh, Sandra Bullock when she had a home here. You know, when he was dating Mandy Moore, mm. they... That's wholesome. Baldeschweiler, uh-huh. his ex-wife, Sharon, mm, yeah. Sharon, uh, they 
Mandy Moore and Andy Roddick bought her, or yeah, yeah. On did they buy? They bought her old house, yeah, right? It looked yeah. like a castle, uh, like a Miami it Art looked, Deco castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somehow the beginning credits of Miami Vice, like yep. you would see that. Yep. Fuck that magazine. Fuck that magazine. Seriously, I fucking hate it. I hate that it shows up my house. Why does it show up my house? Um, I have a in my hand, Robert Brown. Uh-huh. Uh, this month's GQ. Yes. Uh, who's on the cover? That is, um, that is Posh Spice's husband. husband. Yes. God, you and Nate are so much alike. I was making fun of Nick Cannon <laughs> one time, and he goes, "Shut up." That's Mrs. Mar- <laughs> Mrs. Mariah Carey, Mr. Mariah Carey. Mr. Mariah. <laughs> okay. I don't care about who's on the cover. Okay. They have an article in here about if you're going to buy a vintage car, here's what to expect. Uh, would you like to know what the cars they? They what they lead off with? Uh, would you guess for me? Mercedes SL. God damned right. Fucking knew it. They Fucking say knew it. He, they say get a good mechanic. Yes. The, and expect a heap of pussy to land they, on your face. There are pieces of fucking shit. So much shit that could go wrong. They're yes. fucking thirty years old. Yeah. yeah pe- and on top of the fact that okay, you, we already know. Uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I am deeply steeped in the parts business. Yep. Mercedes is literally phasing out parts like crazy right now. They don't the, want to be in the parts business. The SL is known as the 107 chassis. Okay. That's what that is. Okay. Um, uh, the 107 chassis, the 140 chassis, the 124, and the 126 chassis. Okay. Those parts are going fucking away. Um, because they don't want to have to inventory them anymore. Right. And they believe... That the effort to make money on them is not worth it. There is only a finite amount of parts that any car manufacturer makes for their cars. GM, uh, I work for GM. They spun off their vintage parts to another company altogether. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. And d- when you when people call a dealership looking for parts, which they should not do, but they do. You don't know where else to go. You know they only keep. Parts for like what six years? Google. Yeah, six years, eight years, or something like that. After that, you can't stock everything. Yeah, they're not going to have it there. Fuck the SL. Okay. Um, you know what? The Germans Datsun, are good. Hold on. Oh, Two eighty. Rebel muscle car. Datsun Z, nineteen seventy oh, to seventy-eight. Uh, <laughs> here's the price range: eight thousand to fifty-six thousand. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving. G- give me. A couple of guesses. Um, so think 80. It'll be an 80s car. So it'll be a certified antique. It'll have to be 30. Something. Isn't that weird, by the way, to hear? It, no. it's, hey, you know what? Weird. 2008 is farther away than 2025. So fucking weird. Fucking weird. Ah, we're old. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, 80s vehicle. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you. I'm going to show you. Mustang. Nope. Oh, what was it? 88 to 91 Jeep Grand Cherokee. People are assed up over those. You know it. You know it. You know what? The, you know the downside of those? <laughs> if you're listening, again, thank you. Robert Brown is fuming right now. There's steam coming out of his ears. He's ruined his headphones. The problem with the Jeep Wagoneer is that it has a 15-gallon tank. You will have to pull over it. Every every fucking like, miles to, to fill up that fucking. Uh, you this know this is a weird one. Okay, eighty three to eighty four Volkswagen Golf GTI. Really? 
is. Oh, the Germans are good at one thing and one thing only: building up civilization, burning it to the ground. That's all they fucking do. That's uh, they're. Uh, Einstein. Wh- why? Who the fuck? Who buys a fucking? Uh, you know Volkswagen who I recommend? has a great rep. How? How? It how? Sucks. How? Fucking how? Everything's fucking plastic underneath that engine. Remember those water flanges? Remember those plastic fucking? All right, let's move on. Think Detroit. I'm fucking out. He's, I'm he's out. out. All right, God I'll finish through. All right, episode 56 of the Jell-O Podcast. Uh, Brian Upshaw. <laughs> uh, think Detroit oh. Steel. Um, I'm going to go with a Oldsmobile. Close. Buick. Oh, Burt. Reynolds. The Trans Am. Trans Am. Yeah. I heard about this. 76 uh, yeah. Trans Am. You can get one for 25K. Completely restored. Did you hear that they're making a new Trans Am? Just like the Camaro. Hairdressers like everywhere can rejoice. <laughs> all right. Um, there's a company in Houston that has bought all of these old parts and are now remanufacturing this car. Flux capacitor. Why? Why? 81 DeLorean DMC Why? 12. Why? You can buy for 25000 fully restored with old new stock parts, Robert Brown. Why? Fucking why? Uh, here's a fucking uh, curveball so that you don't get so mad. <sighs> 74 Citroen SM. I fucking hate that. Where fucking, could you I'm, find one of con- those? You'd I, have to go I to God. I don't want to have this fucking conversation anymore. Fucking France. You have to go to fucking France. I'm fucking... What? what? Why? Yeah, I why? Go, I'm sure that's. Hey, let's let's cool this. Up. Episode fifty six. I love yeah. doing it with you, Robert oh, Brown. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Okay. It's always a pleasure. Clinky, clinky. Do you have any parting words? Yes. Could you tell my son to stop costing me so much fucking money? That's what it is. <laughs>